This is a Legacy of Laughs comedy from the golden age of radio, brought to you by RelicRadio.com. The Jell-O Program, starring Jack Benny, with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Kenny Baker, and yours truly, Don Wilson. The orchestra opens a program with Fine and Dandy. You know, when a friend recommends something to you, whether it's a movie, a book, or something good to eat, you naturally feel favorably toward it. You feel that you can expect real quality. Well, that's the way our millions of friends feel about Jell-O. And no wonder, for Jell-O stands for quality. The name Jell-O is a trademark. It's the property of General Foods, and it tells you here is the best-looking, best-tasting dessert your family can enjoy. The one and only Jell-O. If you hear any other gelatin dessert called Jell-O, you'll know that's incorrect, for there is no other. And Jell-O brings you delicious, extra-rich fruit flavor, fragrant, full-bodied, and supremely tempting. A satisfying goodness that makes Jell-O America's favorite gelatin dessert. So when you buy, don't accept any substitutes for the real thing. Look for those big red letters on the box. They spell Jell-O. was fine and dandy, played by the orchestra. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I bring you a man... Hey, wait a minute, Jack. What's the idea? Uh, there's going to be a little switch, Don. Tonight, I'm going to introduce you. Well... And now, ladies and gentlemen, I bring you a man who today is celebrating his 16th anniversary in radio. Here he is, folks, 300 pounds of sugar and spice and everything nice, Don Wilson. <laughs> There you are, Don. Well, thanks, everybody. And thank you, too, Jack, for that lovely tribute. But really, you didn't have to do it. Oh, yes, I did, Don. Any man who can spend 16 years in radio and never miss a broadcast, a laugh, or a meal deserves an ovation. (laughs) Today is your day, Don, and nothing is too good for you. Oh, I'm glad to hear you say that, Jack, because for some time now, I've been planning to ask you for a raise. I think I should get more money, don't you? Uh, What's that, Don? I said I think I deserve more money. You sure do. Well, let's get on with the program. Uh, tell me, Don, I'm sure a lot of our listeners would like to know, how did you happen to get into radio? Were you always an announcer? No, Jack, I started out on an exercise program. I was known as Happy Don the Muscle Builder. <laughs> oh. oh, setting up exercises, eh? Yeah, I used to start out the program by saying to my audience, bend over and touch your toes. Yes, sir, and then I'd bend over with them. Oh, sure, sure, I can imagine. Now, wait a minute, Jack. I'm still pretty limber. I can bend over and touch the floor right now. Oh, yeah? Don, if you were an old maid, you'd have to go down in the basement, stand on a barrel, and bore a hole in the ceiling before you could look under the bed. This is your anniversary, Don, so let's change the subject. Okay, Jack, how about that raise? I think I deserve it, don't you? Yes, I'm agreeing, but not spending. 
<laughs> oh, hello, Phil. How are you? Hiya, Jackson. What's new? Jackson again. Phil, why do you walk in here every Sunday night and call me Jackson? Because asking you for a raise is like going up against a stone wall. <laughs> That was very clever, Phil, very clever. You know, you're just lucky you're not broadcasting over a trap door right now. <laughs> By the way, aren't you going to congratulate Don? You know, he's been a radio 16 years today. Sure, congratulations, Don. Oh, thanks, Phil. You know, Jack, I've been in this racket almost as long as Wilson. You have? Oh, that's right, Phil. You started out in radio with a hillbilly band, <laughs> didn't you? Yep, the Blue Ridge Blue Blowers. Wakes, weddings, and feuds. <laughs> Oh, were, were you the leader? No, I played first jug. <laughs> jug, eh? Well, I'll bet it wasn't entirely empty. <laughs> Who was your sponsor then, Phil? Hatfield's Mountain Dew. Oh. <laughs> Watch the pink elephants go by. <laughs> well, well, quite a slogan. Now, let's see. Uh, what are we talking about then? Well, I don't like to be insistent, Jack, but I've been with you for five years. Now, how about that raise? Raise, raise. Don, keep your shirt on. Less Ringling Brothers move under it. <laughs> and stop scowling at me. Hello, Jack. Oh, hello, Mary. Where were you? I just got a letter from Mama, and I was out in the hall reading it to the janitor. To the janitor? Yeah, he says Mama's funnier than you are. What, Cyril said that? <laughs> Cyril? <laughs> I hope he gets termites in his broom handle. <laughs> you want to hear the letter? Mama's a panic today. Oh, all right, go ahead. What's the B. Lily of Plainfield got to say? <laughs> Here it is, Plainfield, New Jersey, March the 9th. Look, it's written in red ink. Yeah, it's an extra. Oh. <laughs> oh, go ahead. My darling daughter, Mary, just a few words to let you know we're all well and that I received your last check quite a while ago, wasn't it? <laughs> the old gold digger Go ahead So sorry you couldn't be here for your sister Ruby's wedding It was a grand affair Well, it's about time she got married uh, When the bridegroom said I do, your father yelled hooray And I was so embarrassed I stopped applauding <laughs> That's typical of your mother right? Your sister's husband is a local tree surgeon and it was love at first sight. Oh. She met him one day when he came to prune your Uncle Otto's wooden leg. <laughs> which is budding again. Budding again? Yeah. Last year, they got three bushels of apples off of <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Continue. Your new brother-in-law is six feet tall and has beautiful brown hair, which would look much better without those bangs. <laughs> your sister would get somebody like that. Quiet. Oh. The happy couple are driving to California on the honeymoon and plan to visit you. So get out of town before it's too late, my dear. Boy, is she corny. I don't think so. Of course not. You're in the groove, too. <laughs> Go ahead, Mary. Your brother Marvin wants to thank oh, you. Oh, hello, Kenny. Hello, Jack. What's going on? Nothing. Mary's mother's hogging our program again. Go ahead, Mary. Uh, your brother Marvin wants to thank you for the movie camera you sent him on his birthday. He took movies of your cousin Willie last week in our neighbor's chicken coop. Well. It must be a, quite a picture. They're going to preview it tonight at the police station. <laughs> What a family. Must close now as there's no other news. Give my love to Don, Kenny, Phil, and that gray-haired weasel you work with. <laughs> Think she's comical. <laughs> so goodbye for now. Your loving mother, Pygmalion Livingston. <laughs> Pygmalion? Well, she's topical anyway, huh? Uh, P.S. 
I almost forgot to tell you, when your father read about Hedy Lamar eloping, he tried to kill himself, but with gin as usual. Well, I'm glad that's over with. Now, Kenny, do you think you can follow our New Jersey correspondent with a song? Yeah. You know, Jack Mary's mother is a scream. I wish my mother was as smart as she is. Why, isn't your mother smart, Kenny? Not very. She thinks I'm Frank Parker. Oh, then sing, Frank. I don't want to disillusion her. The sound of music so tender It brings back a night of tropical splendor It brings back a memory evergreen I'm with you once more under the stars And down by the shore an orchestra's play and even the palms will be swaying when they begin to begin to live it again is pastoral endeavor, except when that tune clutches my heart. divine, what rapture serene, till clouds came along to disperse the joys we had tasted, and now when I hear people curse the chance that was wasted, I know but too well what they mean. you spend on your girl, you can't deduct it unless you marry her. Well, the government wouldn't feel that way if they could see her. (laughs) 
Well, I'm sure they wouldn't. You know, in the first place, Kenny, when you make out your income tax, you should get somebody to help you. Oh, gosh, I had four accountants and I drove them nuts. <laughs> that I can believe. Say, Phil, did you have much trouble making out your income tax? No, with the salary you pay me, it was a pleasure. <laughs> That's so. Phil, if I only paid you 35 cents a week, you should salam every time you meet me on the street. I'll salam you right now if you want it. <laughs> Some funny crack. That would go better in the Wilshire Bowl. <laughs> And now, ladies and gentlemen, this being Don's anniversary... Say, Jack, uh, the government's going to get a big kick out of my tax. They are? Yeah, I wrote a poem in the back of my check. A poem? Rickety racks, rickety racks, here's my check for the income tax. If it bounces, let it slam and give my love to Uncle Sam. <laughs> well, that's very good. That's very good. They should, they should love that. And now, ladies and gentlemen, as I started to announce several times... Uh, what was that now? <coughs> oh, yes, Don, yes. Uh, this being Don Wilson's 16th anniversary, I would like to have you all listen attentively to this grand announcer, whose mastery of the English language has made him the success he is today. Take it, Don. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this being my 16th anniversary, why don't you celebrate it by running down to your neighborhood grocer and asking him for a package of tempting and delicious jello? Bravo, Don. It is America's favorite gelatin dessert and comes in six delicious flavors strawberries. Ah, folks, what diction? Raspberry. What superb enunciation. Cherry. Note the bell-like quality of his voice, folks. Orange. List to those pear-shaped tones. Lemon. Ain't he a whiz-bang? And lime. I thank you. Did you hear that, folks? Did you hear that? That, that wasn't thrilling. I'm a Chinaman. Here's my laundry, Jack. Thanks. <laughs> I'll have it back Wednesday. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, as a climax to this special occasion, we were going to do a little play called The Life of Don Wilson. But we found it rather dull. So we decided instead to give you The Life of Fred Allen. But that turned out to be repulsive. <laughs> so therefore, folks... Say, Jack, speaking of Allen, I saw that picture of you on the front cover of Radio Guide where you're training to fight him. Yes, sir, and I looked pretty tough there, didn't I? You sure did, but I couldn't figure out what you were holding in your right hand. Uh, that was a flute. You see, Allen is a snake, and I have to charm him before I can hit him. <laughs> now, getting back to our play... I think it's a crime the way Portland has to take in washing. <laughs> Alan's doing all right. Oh, well. Anyhow, tonight we are going to present... Uh, pardon me. Hello? Hello, Mr. Benny. This is Rochester. Oh, you. What do you want now? It's about Carmichael, your polar bear. What's the matter? Is this cold still bad? You know, Mary, he caught a terrific cold last week. Uh, how is he, Rochester? Doggone that animal. Well, did you give him that hot bath like I told you to? Well, yes and no. What do you mean, yes or no? I got him in the bathroom and he got me in the tub. <laughs> well, look, Rochester, there's a mustard plaster in the cabinet, so you better put it on his chest. That'll help. On his chest? What about all that fur? Well, naturally, you'll have to shave the fur off. Boss, if I ever get that close to him with a razor, I'm going to get even. <laughs> Rochester, don't you dare lay a hand on him. Not if I want it back. <laughs> I'll come home right away and take care of Carmichael myself. In the meantime, put him to bed. So long. So long. <laughs> well, what's so funny? Wasn't it silly of Mr. Wilson to ask you for a raise? It sure was. 
Goodbye. I'm sorry, fellas, but I gotta run along. I'm worried to death about Carmichael. You can take care of the rest of the show, can't you, Don? Oh, sure. Run along, Jack. Come on, Mary. I want you to go with me. Okay. Can I come too, Jack? I've never seen a polar bear. Sure, Kenny. He's never seen a tenor either. <laughs> let's go. My car's right downstairs. Oh, that old thing? If you're in a hurry, let's walk. You'll go in my car and like it. So long, fellas. So long. Well, Phil, what do we do? I don't know about you, but I'm going to lay down over here in the corner. Playboys and not too loud. pretty soon now. Gee, I hope Carmichael isn't seriously ill. Forget about the bear, Jack, and watch your driving. Oh, boy, what a car. Well, what's the matter with it? Every time you step on the gas, the radiator shoots up like Old Faithful. <laughs> well, a little water isn't going to kill you. Whee! Boy, I'm enjoying this ride. Are you, Kenny? Yeah. I'm young and I can take it. <laughs> I wish you two would stop joking when I'm worried about Carmichael. Who knows? Maybe he's dying. Oh, Jack, quit worrying. The bear will be all right. I want that stoplight. What stoplight? The one you just went through. Oh. Oh, well, nobody saw me. They didn't, eh? No. Then, what, then what's that? A mockingbird? <laughs> yes, but wait. <laughs> oh, my goodness, it's a cop. Now, look, kids, let me do the talking. Hello, officer. Hey, you, what's the big idea? Where do you think you're going, to a fire? Well, that's original. Mary. <laughs> uh, what, uh, what seems to be the trouble, officer? You see that red light that keeps going on and off back there? Yes. That ain't just to break the monotony, you know. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sorry, officer, I but... got a good mind to give you a ticket. Go ahead, I dare you. Now, Mary... <laughs> Uh, she's a little nervous, officer. Oh, yeah? You can't arrest us. I'm a junior G-man. Penny. 
Look, officer, I've really got a good reason for being in such a rush. My polar bear is quite ill. Your what? My polar bear, Carmichael, he's sick in bed with a bad cold. Ah, you're drunk too, huh? <laughs> no, officer, I'm serious. Mary, you tell him, haven't I got a polar bear that's sick in bed? Oh, Jack, think of another one. What? <laughs> Kenny, tell the man, do I or do I not own a polar bear? Which do you want me to say? <laughs> Well, pals. All right, officer, I haven't got a polar bear. He isn't sick, and I'm just a big liar. Well, that's more like it. Here's your ticket. All right, thanks. Hmm. So long. So long. A sick polar bear. What do you think I am, an imbecile? That's imbecile. Oh, yeah? Here's another ticket. <laughs> it's fine. I got two of them now. Get another one. We can all go. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get out of here. Hey, hey, wait a minute. Not so fast, buddy. <laughs> oh, now what? Look at those license plates. This isn't 1937, mister. <laughs> now, see here, it's not my fault. I wrote in for new ones. Well, while you're waiting, have another ticket. Hmm. Hooray, I knew we'd make it. Kenny. Now, listen, officer, I can explain... Oh, Jack, you've got enough. Don't be a pig. <laughs> Oh, brother, if you weren't a woman. <laughs> well, all right, I'll take these tickets and go. I want to hold mine. All right. <laughs> all right, let's get going. Hmm. Three tickets. And you two kids certainly proved to be fine traders. Oh, we were just having a little fun. Yeah, what's the matter? Can't you take a rib? Kenny, I'd like to take your rib and hit you on the head with it. <laughs> well, here's my street. Hang on tight, I'm going to make a turn. There's nothing seriously wrong with Carmichael. You know, I've become so attached to that bear. Gee, he's just like a relative. Yeah, all he does is eat and sleep. Just <laughs> the same, I like him. Well, here we are at the house. Come on, kids. Jack, you better put the car in the garage. I can't. Rochester's got three cousins from Alabama living in there. I don't know what to do with them. Why don't you start a minstrel show? No, I think I'll just plant cotton in the backyard. That'll keep them busy. Hey, Mary, get a load of that sign on the front door. Where? Why, Jack Benny, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. What for? Look at that sign. See the polar bear, 15 cents. <laughs> well, I'll be darned. Rochester must have put that up. I was wondering how he bought that new suit. Darn it, the door's locked and I forgot my key. Ring the bell, Kenny. I can't go in. I didn't bring any money with me. Never mind. <laughs> Ring the bell. Okay. We ain't home today, folks. The bear's sick. <laughs> Rochester, open that door. Oh, it's you, boss. Hello, Miss Limston. Hello, Mr. Baker. I ain't seen you in some time. Forget the formalities. How's Carmichael? Did you put him in bed like I told you to? Yes, boss, but I had a little trouble getting your pajamas on him. <laughs> pajamas? Rochester, if those are my new silk ones, I'm going to take $10 out of salary this week. What do you mean out? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. 
Well, I haven't got time to argue. Tell me, how's Carmichael? His cold seems to be getting worse. He sneezes all the time. Well, that's awful. Did you take his temperature? I sure did, boss. What does the thermometer say? Easterly winds with probable rain. <laughs> you used a barometer. <laughs> oh, well, I'm going in and look at him. Uh, can we see him, Jack? Yes, but you'll have to be quiet. Now, follow me. I wonder if we should have brought flowers. That isn't necessary. Here's the room. Shh. Now, be quiet. Oh, look at Carmichael sleeping there, peaceful as a lamb. Isn't he cute? Look at that smile on his face. Huh? Yeah, I wonder what he's dreaming of. Some other bear, no doubt. <laughs> Quiet, you'll disturb him. <laughs> See? You woke him up. Gee, look at him. He's got such a bad cold, I think I'll pull the covers up around him. Be careful, boss. He's kind of hungry. Well, naturally, he's sick. Look at him. Has Carmikey got a bad toad? <laughs> Gesundheit. <laughs> Ooh. Carmichael, watch it. Shall I get your umbrella, boss? No, Rochester. You should have given him a spoonful of this cough syrup every hour. Here, open his mouth and give it to him now. Boss, I wouldn't open his mouth if my best friend was in there. <laughs> oh, give me that spoon. I'll give him the medicine myself. Look out for your hand, Jack. Don't listen to Rochester. He's just a coward. That's me, a coward with brains. <laughs> well, I'll show you. There's nothing to be afraid of. Now, here, Carmikey, be a good little bearsy wearsy and open ooze mouth. Come on, now, take this cough syrup for Daddy. Now, come on, Carmikey, Daddy is getting impatient. Take this cough medicine. Carmichael, I'll shove it right in your mouth. Carmichael, open up them golden gates. Carmichael, take this a new idea for St. Patrick's Day. Quick and easy to prepare, unusual looking, delicious to eat. We think you'll like it. Jello chocolate pudding, rich and creamy smooth, served in individual sherbet glasses and topped with fluffy whipped cream and bright green candy shamrocks. And there is a grand dessert, for Jello chocolate pudding is just the best tasting pudding you ever dipped a spoon in. Smooth as satin, Real chocolatey, for it's made with fine, wholesome ingredients. It has a beautifully tender texture, a mouth-watering taste. And this delicious dessert is only one of three new Jell-O puddings. There's Jell-O butterscotch pudding, rich with true old-fashioned butterscotch flavor. The kind you loved when you were a kid. And there's Jell-O vanilla pudding, creamy and delicate and delicious. An all-family favorite. All three Jell-O puddings are amazingly quick and easy to prepare. You'll find the simple directions on every package. 
The best way to buy is three packages at a time. So ask your grocer tomorrow for Jell-O chocolate, butterscotch, and vanilla pudding, the real homemade kind. This is the last number of the 24th program in the new Jell-O series, and we will be with you again next Sunday night at the same time. Oh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, this time I want to congratulate and extend my good wishes to the American Legion who celebrate their 25th anniversary this week. You know, Mary, every time the Legion has a birthday, it reminds me of my heroic deeds in the World War. It does, eh? Yes, sir. Well, Carmichael, gone now. Get down off the chandelier. <laughs> Are you sure? Good night, folks. <laughs> Jenny Baker appears on the Jello program for courtesy of Mervyn Roy Productions. Included today was My Heart Belongs to Daddy from the production Leave It to Me. This is the National Broadcasting Company. That's it for this time, but there's always more old-time radio at relicradio.com. Thousands of episodes of every variety offered for free, thanks to you, the listeners. If you'd like to help support this and all of the shows, please visit donate.relicradio.com or visit the website and click on the Donate button for more information. Thanks for joining me today. I'll be back soon with another installment of A Legacy of Laughs. <laughs>